Hello, internet peeps, and welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 119. I am Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Zach. And we are back here again with Star Trek, the next generation. And we got some, we got three episodes because Chain of Command is a two-parter. And that was two whole episodes. Um, but before we get into some Star Trek, guys, what the hell have you been watching, playing, or doing? I'm going to start with Andy. Yeah, you went to start with me because I'm yawning. Ugh. I caught you mid-yawn. Um, I beat Death Stranding, but we won't talk about that too much here. Uh, after I beat Death Stranding, I started Warrior Land 4. Uh, I, I'm kind of upset with myself for starting that game because I started it with the intention of listening to podcasts and music while I play it. But man, the soundtrack to Warrior Land 4 is banging. It is so funky and cool, so I have to listen to it now. <laughs> and um, I started, on a whim, I started watching Cobra Kai. That series is awesome. Like, yeah, Doug it is. liked it too, right? Yeah, I, I watched the first uh, season. I'm on season two. They're like 20 minutes long, an episode. 30. Is it? No, I thought it was like 20. It's 30. Each episode is 30 minutes long. Good show, though. It's hilarious, too, because it's like nobody nobody asked for that. <laughs> like, I didn't think that was a thing people wanted, and then it just came out, and it was good. No, I'm really loving it. I'm two episodes away from the current end. I, I know that season three is somewhere... But uh, I, I didn't realize Netflix had just straight up bought the whole thing. I thought they had just bought streaming rights. No, they own the show, the IP. They own everything they've shot for season three. They're editing it now. I guess YouTube tried to make it work, and it didn't. And now Netflix picked it up, and it was like the number one show in the country for like a week or something. <laughs> so <laughs> YouTube's funny. probably like, oh, god damn it. But yeah, that, that show is awesome. I love the soundtrack. Uh, the acting's really good. Uh, the plot's interesting. It's funny, but it's also dramatic, and uh, I just really like it. I mean, I'm loving the hell out of it. Did you uh, Did you like the old movies too? Yes, but I didn't realize until recently that there was a third movie. I guess the third movie is where he joins uh, Cobra Kai because he just mentioned that in the show, and they show a flashback. So I don't I don't know anything about the third movie. So I guess I have to watch it. Maybe. Wait, is that the third movie where like it's the, the evil guy? Because uh, I know uh, who's the fucking Cove, uh, the, the guy who does Cobra Kai in the movies. What's his name? Crease. Crease. Yeah, Crease. Yeah, he's like um, the master or something. Yeah, like in the third one, one of the movies, like they had this evil like over vilified person where he's just like <laughs> I'm gonna kill you Danielson and all that stuff it was like a very like heel 80s uh, wrestler kind of thing but he was just like <laughs> it's I don't I don't recall it distinctly I've seen the first one a lot the first one is like uh, it's 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 a masterpiece it's like one of the best one of the best 80s movies and then yeah. the second one is like yeah pretty good it's pretty good and like I said, I, I have no idea what happens in the third one. Well, that's when he went to Japan, right? The second one? Second one's in Okinawa or whatever, yeah, yeah. I think. Karate Kid 3. Oh, you can keep on going. I just want to see what's going Karate Kid 3. Uh, that's all I did. Um, I, I beat Death Stranding. That was a huge time sink. And I watched 18 episodes of Cobra Kai. That was a huge time sink. <laughs> I played a little Warrior Land 4 and, I don't know, a pipe leaked in my basement and i took my dog to the vet <laughs> so i didn't have a ton of time this week but i got i got some media in 
That's good. Uh, Zach, what about you? Um, I well, watched this Star Trek stuff, and um, what else have I watched? I'm still watching Great War uh, yeah. in my spare time. What 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 are you up to now? What month is it? Oh, it's October 1915. Uh, British are still fucking up in Gallipoli. Uh, yeah, that's uh, th- th- there isn't a happy ending to that. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, there's uh, there's still not not much going on west, and then in the east, there's still the Serbia is getting fucked. Yeah, like <laughs> I didn't know anything about Bulgaria, Serbia, uh, any of that re- whole region before I watched the Great War, and I didn't know anything really about. Yeah, I didn't know about that or even Gallipoli or anything like that. It's There's a-, a famous movie called Gallipoli. It's about the Australian forces there, and I'd seen that, so I was aware of Gallipoli, but that was pretty much it. Um, let's see. What else have I done? Uh, so I, I finished reading Secret Wars. Um, it was pretty cool. It was fun. It's a good... Uh, it's a fun crossover to read. It's not... There's there's a couple issues with the writing. Did it make you want to buy the toys? Uh, no. <laughs> it didn't have the intended effect. They but failed. um, yeah, it failed like thirty years later, or whatever the hell. <laughs> like, um, particularly with like one of the main plot points, there's like there's something happens, and it's not thir- it's not explained well enough, like how it happens. It's just this happens, and you're supposed to accept it, kind of thing, without getting too into it. Hmm. Um, didn't really like that, but other, otherwise it was pretty good. Apparently there's a sequel to it. Secret Wars two. I didn't know about that. So maybe it's not good, but I'm going to find out. <laughs> the only reason I know that secret wars two exists is because I've seen it in like a 50% off discount bin full of trades. So mm. <laughs> it's not a great sign. Yeah, it might not be. Uh, and then after that, I started reading the Batman judge dread crossover books. Hell yeah! Wait, I that's, bought, a, that's a crossover. Yeah, um, like man, DC in the early, really DC through the '90s did a lot of crazy stuff. They 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 were full on into like the Elseworlds thing, where it was like Batman was a vampire, and then Batman was like a fucking Green Lantern or some bullshit, and Batman's crossing over with Judge Dredd. <laughs> There's um, a Punisher crossover too. Is there? Yeah. With with Batman, yep. I didn't. I've never heard of that actually. I heard it's really bad, but I still want to read it just because of how weird and impossible that seems. Yeah, uh, I'm almost through the first book. These are like really small trades. Uh, I guess this is like a form factor they were trying out in the early '90s, and it didn't stick really. Um, but it's pretty good. Uh, not really, not really for the writing, but the art. Like the guy like painted everything. It's all in these paintings. Uh, and it's hard to describe the style other than it's like this gross, overly detailed, kind of like weird, crazy looking stuff. Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it makes me want to try to get into the Judge Dredd books. I've never read them. I know about Judge Dredd through the movies and stuff. I've always heard they're pretty interesting. But yeah, same. I've only seen the movies, which are great. So, Games, Beat Avengers. It's pretty good with some asterisks. Uh, we'll get into that later this month. And I'm going to start uh, something else. I don't know. It might be Mario 64. Oh. 
Oh my. And that's me. That's that's it for me. Okay, cool. Are you gonna play you're just gonna play it on the N sixty four, right? Yeah, I don't have any fancy pants bullshit. I'm it, I, it, it launches for the Switch in like four days, is why I ask. Oh no, I'm I'm gonna play the original. Okay. Speaking of, I gotta pre-order my uh, physical copy before they're gone. Yeah. There, there was a bit of a scare. Like Amazon took down their listing, as did somewhere Walmart or Best Buy, and people were like, "Oh no, it's happening!" Blah. But now they're all back up again. So who cares? <laughs> um, I finished Alan Wake. Um. I kind of gave a short review in uh, Facebook Messenger. I was like, I love the unique of the controls with the light and the shooting. Uh, the story is amazing. Um, it's somewhat repetitive, but overall I liked it. But if you want to know more about it, just wait later in the month when we do talk about it. Um, What else did I do? Um, I watched Star Trek, obviously. I'm trying to think. I watched a lot of YouTube lately. And I've been doing more Resident Evil <laughs> YouTubers and just seeing how they do, like, different uh, mods and stuff. Uh, apparently, there's a mod where Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is in Resident Evil 1. Uh, and you can't he can't die in that, but he does, like, all his catchphrases and stuff. Like, I'll be back or um, wrong or something like that. <laughs> wrong. Wrong. Um, and I've been watching a lot of hockey, uh, people who use GoPros, uh, in hockey and just them streaming their, uh, their, I almost said video game, but their hockey game. I watched one guy who was like a forward. The other guy was a defenseman. And then there was one guy that was a goalie and it was interesting. Uh, I always <laughs> fast forwarded to the fights because I love seeing the fights in first person. Uh, <laughs> Just go get in a fight. I wish, but people. What are do you mean, wish? People are nasty now. Like, no. people got to fight. Be like, all right, you know, we beat each other up now. Just like, I want to kill you. And I'm like, nah, man, I'm not about that life. I'll fight you. But that's about it. Yeah, that's all I did this week. Uh, it was kind of a slow weekend. Uh, I got intoxicated, so <laughs> I didn't really play that much. Uh, I only played Alan Wake. And then I found out Andy just took all my points away from me. <laughs> I did. That's yeah. true. So I got to play more games this weekend. But I digress on that. I think it's time that we get into some Star Trek. Andy, these were your episodes. So let's start off with a matter of honor. Yeah, I accidentally chose two episodes that are both like military sort of. Mm. Militaristic. Uh, like one of the one of the great perks of Star Trek is that uh, Starfleet isn't a military organization except like during the Dominion War or whatever. So these episodes aren't common, but for some reason I chose two that both deal with them very heavily. But in this episode, there's a, a an officer exchange program and um, some weirdo who has to use a thing on his chest to breathe something. They explain it in another episode. I don't know. He comes aboard and he's weird. And uh, Captain Picard's like, oh, we should send an officer somewhere. And Riker's like, I'll do it. He says, good, there's a Klingon ship nearby. You could go there. <laughs> so it's just about Riker like learning how to behave like a Klingon officer 
and then going and behaving like a Klingon officer. Also, the the captain of the Klingon ship decides at some point that he's going to blow up the Enterprise because he thinks they gave their ship some bacteria or something. <laughs> like, it's kind of outrageous. It's really dumb, but ah, whatever. It's, it's a fun episode. You caught the ship virus. I do have to say about Klingon stuff, because... I. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm guessing because of the program that they did between, you know, the Klingons and uh, the Federation with Riker and everything. Because Worf always talks about, like, in order to, like, get respect, you have to kill the guy in order to get their rank or something like that. Sure. Now, I'm guessing because Riker is a Federation officer, he's not going to go kill a fucking Klingon. Um, but he, like, beats the shit out of the one officer to, like, be like get honor and stuff and then you know i'm I, I know i'm jumping around a lot but like when the captain when he uh gave him the transponder to go to the the enterprise and then he comes back you would think he would be embarrassed right like wouldn't you want to go kill Riker? but i guess they don't want to get into a war with the federation did i read that right um the way i took it was uh yeah he got him off the ship with the little teleporter thing and wharf gave him mm -hmm. think the beacon to let him know where he'd be at and then when he got back he knew like Riker knew yeah he's embarrassed now so then when he's like oh, i'm gonna take my command back he's like fine mm -hmm. but he kind of like you know bows up at him a little bit he like he like sneers at him or something and he, he allows him to punch him so he can like get his respect back yeah mm -hmm. the Klingon culture is all about like it's kind of Asian in a way because it's all about saving face. I guess mm -hmm. that that's what's happening. It's like he can take his command back, but he's been embarrassed. But then Riker lets him like punch the snot out of him, and he looks like a badass now. He's like, "Yeah, I got my captain shit back, motherfucker. Get this get bitch off my ship." So he looks good again, like he does it on purpose. Yeah, he says he kind of explains it when he's back on the Enterprise. It's just a real quick one. He's just like, "Oh, you got to know, I learned." Uh, He's like, you learn when not to, uh, when to duck. He's like, yeah, when not to. Yeah, yeah. The guy, the guy, uh, the second or the third in command, when he's getting him up, says something like, "Oh, you know more about Klingon culture than I gave you credit for," or something like that. Like he sees so, what he did and he gets it. Yeah, he, yeah. Gained, he gains respect. Um, I my favorite parts of this episode is Riker trying to eat the food on the Federation and Doctor Pulaski and like uh, even. Uh, Picard, but Picard is like, oh, is that that drink? And like, he hands him the drink, and he's like, no, nah, I don't feel like drinking this shit right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. Uh, I do like that scene um, because it really shows that Riker wants to fit in with the Klingons and know their culture. Uh, and then another one uh, is when he's <laughs> in the Klingon cafeteria, I guess. And uh, mess hall, yeah, the mess hall, and like the two women, like one was clearly a little more tr attractive than the other one, and like Riker made like a joke, I'll have both, <laughs> and then he goes like, and then the other one's like, I'll have you maybe or something along that line. I'll have you later, yeah. <laughs> and like he's Riker's like, like, are you is, is she serious? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are my favorite scenes. What about you guys? Uh, mm. I'll start with Zach. Uh, I uh, yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the stuff with Riker a lot. Where he, yeah, he was like, he was trying out all the food, and it seemed like he was kind of enjoying it, which is like interesting to me. 
But well, um, until the one had to be like alive, it was like, gah or something like that. Gah, gah. yeah, 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 gah. You gotta like do the. <laughs> but um, and he and he ate it anyway. Mm-hmm. So hey, but like yeah, I really I really liked all the scenes where he he got on the ship and there was like all the stuff between him and the captain and the lieutenant and then especially after everybody left in the mess hall and then like it was just those two guys the the lieutenant and the the other guy we don't know who he is he's just another klingon guy on the ship and they were able to have like a quiet moment together where they talk and you learn more about klingon culture Mm -hmm. it's really cool um i like the stuff with the weird fish guy uh i don't know what his race is he um, uh, to kind of go back. There was an episode where uh, I think Wesley Crusher went on like a training thing with because uh, he was supposed to get like the ensign rank or something like that. Yeah, he he mentions it. He's like, "Oh, you're my friend." He's like, "No, I'm not. I just look like him." Racist. <laughs> <laughs> but, he's like, but "Oh, like, oh, you look like someone I know." And it's it's yeah. He was he went to do a Starfleet thing or something in one of the other ensigns or whatever it was was one of those guys i kept laughing because he, he, was, he was just making an ass out of himself he didn't mean to it, yeah. it amused me he kept going around like you know if you do this this way and you make this slight adjustment it'll be better and i know i'm right <laughs> i know <laughs> i'm right that's like the point of the episode is this guy is like oh this is how we do things i'm gonna come to starfleet and tell you how to do your job better and then Riker's like, no, I'm going to learn to be a Klingon and I'm going to go over there and act like a Klingon. That's yeah. the two different ways. And one works and one doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Compare and contrast. I like uh, <laughs> I, I like all the stuff where Worf is telling him, like, oh, you're probably going to have to kill a guy or a guy might kill you. But that's just the way it is, I guess. And he's like so humdrum <laughs> about it. Like, oh, it's just, the Klingons are like that sometimes. They're weird. I read about it. I read about it in a book. And you could kind of tell, like, Worf is a little excited but cautious for Riker because, like, obviously he knows what a, being a Klingon and what their culture is like. And Riker is just like, I'm going there for a learning experience. Do, 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 do. And then he goes there and he does the, which, by the way, I always laugh how Star Trek they do their fighting where he just does, like, a double axe where he just like, <laughs> he did a, He did an axe handle and he snap mared him. And he <laughs> threw him into the wall. I'm like, he did two wrestling moves and threw him into the wall. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. And, uh, I, you know, I cracked up a little bit. Um, when I think the, the alien, the fish alien, his name's like Mentor or something like that. Along that line. But anyway. Um, Mindar or something. Yeah, Mindar. The, the part. Midna. Whatever the fuck his name is, fish face with the little breathing thingy, uh, <laughs> uh, where he you know announces like, oh, he's found another species of bacteria, and like Picard, you could tell Picard was like, the fuck is this guy? He didn't report it, and like <laughs> Data, Data turned around like, bitch, what you say? <laughs> like he turned around, he's like, and you didn't report this? This is part of protocol. And like Picard was like, I'm gonna fuck up this fish phrase, but like he he holds it back. He's like, people make mistakes. Just next time, you better do like Starfleet stuff and not what your alien race does on their ship. Gives him a bit of a dressing down though, because he like talks directly to Picard. He's like, yo, if you do this other stuff, it'll make things better. He's like, uh, don't tell me you have to follow the chain of command. He will report to uh, Commander Worf. 
sorry, that's our fault for not telling you better or something. And it's like a total like <laughs> backhanded fuck you. I, I like I like that part a lot. <laughs> and then Worf goes up to him and is like, yes, you'll defer to me from now on. I will instruct you in Starfleet etiquette later. <laughs> something like that. I don't remember what he says. Yeah. And then uh, I, I will admit when I first watched this episode, I thought like everything was situational training because like when the Klingon guy like he gets like overly fucking aggressive like you know since we brought you to our ship you know we have this bacteria and now there's a fucking hole in our ship and Enterprise did this we're gonna go fuck them up <laughs> they're coming right for us let's let's wait for them cloak and then, then just you know shoot first and die anyway because of honor Oh, so you're saying you thought this was like an elaborate training exercise? Yeah, to kind of see like if Riker would be totally a Klingon because he does make that oath that he would do anything under his command kind of thing. Yeah. Which, you know, in a way he does, but he undermines him by giving him the transporter. Yeah. He did it in his own way. Well, it's a, it's a first officer's job to, to do something whenever he thinks the commanding officer is doing something stupid. He says that in Chain of Command. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I like the scene where, where the uh, the Klingon captain gets uh, on board and like gets phased by Worf. Uh, and then like Riker gets on the fucking the view screen and yeah, I was going to say that's one of my favorite scenes. This is like, this is captain Riker of the Klingon ship, whatever. And it's, it's like, it's just weird. It's interesting. Bah. The paw. That's it. Yeah. Um, other than that, it, it was a nice short episode. It was like straight to the point. Uh, <laughs> I love Riker episodes. I think so far Riker episodes are like one of my favorite out of the whole series so far. Right. Riker's always fun, and Klingon culture shit is always fun. So this is one of my personal favorites, yeah. Mm -hmm. Anything else before we move on to Chain of Command? Or am I missing anything that we should say about? I mean, this episode's pretty much, you know, what you see is what you get. It's a a pretty straightforward little romp. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wesley Crusher was kind of annoying in this. Really? Wesley was annoying in an episode? That's (laughs) uncommon. Because they had to do that, like, cheesy thing, like, oh, you, you know, we humans make mistakes and stuff, and, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. And I'm like, I rolled my eyes so back far, you know, I was like the Undertaker and shit. You know, anyway, I digress. Chain of Command, Andy. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that episode? Chain of Command is considered to be one of the best episodes of the show, at least as far as I know. It, I think it's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm also kind of embarrassed because I think on a previous episode, I misspoke and said Romulans when I meant to say Cardassians take Picard. The Cardassians are in it? The Cardassians <laughs> do it. Okay. <laughs> Picard tries to keep up with the Cardassians and he fails. He fails miserably. <laughs> no, but uh, um, uh, by this point in the series, Deep Space Nine had either premiered or was about to or something like that. So they were like hyping up. They, they were they were giving a big push to the Cardassians. They wanted people <laughs> to be aware of the Cardassians. So they're the bad guys of the week this time. Put them over, brother. And uh, a, a big part of the, the background is there had been a uh, Federation Cardassian war, which the Cardassians pretty much lost. And that's the setting for not just this episode, but most of DS9 and a bunch of other stuff later. But that doesn't matter. Um, 
it looks like the Cardassians are going to like invade and do a bunch of, of sneaky war shit. And they think they're building a mutagenic weapon. So I still don't understand why Starfleet's like, we'll send this captain, this, this senior <laughs> citizen captain and two other people to go stop this biological uh, engineered weapon. I, I mean, they say it's because it's giving off a certain kind of signal that Picard studied when he was on the Stargazer, the ship he was on before the Enterprise. Mm hmm. But still, it's like uh, we should send a task force of like whatever, whatever uh, inter, uh, the Federation's equivalency to Delta Force is. No, nah, it's OK. We'll send a 65 year old bald guy, um, an old uh, you know, she's not that old, but an older woman. Uh, yeah, Cleon. Why not? That makes sense. The Cleon that that checks out. Worf, just send Worf by himself. <laughs> Worf, here's Tricorder. It's find this signal. And when you find it, smash everything in that room. Good luck. Here's a bat lift. Here's a phaser. Bye. It would have been fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Picard gets uh, captured. And then the second half, the second episode is about him in captivity, being tortured. And this is based on st like real life shit, like stuff that uh, prisoners endured in, in Vietnam and a couple other places, like the actual torture tactics employed by uh militaries in the real life in in the real life in real life and but then the b plot is of course picard isn't on the enterprise so they bring in this other guy captain jellico to take over and everyone's like man this guy's a prick he wants us to do all this like crazy stuff and he he's making four four shift rotations instead of three and he's telling deanna troy to put on a uniform for a change and he's yelling at Riker. what a dick that was a travesty he's making he's making jordy miss sleep and oh man what a dick i hate this guy grr but then at the end it's like oh well, I, I don't want to jump jump right to the end but the point is and this honestly the b episode or the b plot of this episode might be my favorite part because at the end he was right he was right about everything <laughs> Like he was like, we might be going into a war zone. I want to be prepared. He does that shit where he makes the guy wait for an hour and then goes in there and like, well, if you don't want to talk, then I'm not going to talk either. And he just like storms out of the room, which <clears throat> I think is also based on like real, like, like alpha beta, stupid bullshit, uh, negotiating tactics. Like Picard has just sat down with the guy found a common ground and like worked it out like politically not jellico he doesn't give a fuck about that <laughs> he's all about that gorilla mindset <laughs> see the, the feeling i got about jellico like yeah he was right but he seemed uncertain and scared and I yeah of course he is one of the best one of the absolute best parts of this this uh episode is after he storms out he's like okay uh, after 15 minutes go in there calm him down tell him tell him i'm a loose cannon and that you've calmed me down and then allow him to aids. And then he like storms off. I'll be in my ready room or something like that. And Riker says, well, at least he's sure of himself. And Deanna looks at him and goes, no, he's not. <laughs> she's an impasse. She knows that he's like scared and bluffing. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, like Jellico, because I, my thing is I never saw this episode before. I've seen, um, Red Letter Media's uh, description of Jellico, and they made it. I mean, yeah, he was right and everything, but they made it sound like he was like top tier uh, captain, um, which I guess he is because 
he got chosen to go to the Enterprise. I mean, he is like all the stuff he's doing, and this is this is really annoying because you know the 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 um the core audience for the show is like a bunch of fat dorks, <laughs> and that that's fine. I'm a fat dork too, but the way Jellico acts is just like an actual in real life military officer. Like th- this, the, both sides of this these two episodes have to have been written by people who have experience with the military, or at very least have like talked to people in the military or something like that, because. He's he like like he tells Deanna to like put on a, an actual uniform and and he's always saying I want something by fourteen hundred hours to get it done like that that's the way that officers behave in the real military they go to their subordinates they say what they want done and there isn't a conversation they just say do this I want it by this time and then they just move on they go to the next thing and I I, I know that it's supposed to come off like oh this guy's a huge dick he's not he's just an officer. He's just a regular military officer, and I don't think he's a bad guy whatsoever. And I think that's like the 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 best part of the writing of that part of the episode is just no. That's the the Enterprise is the abnormality. If if Starfleet was a military organization, everyone would act like this. Mm-hmm. Zach, what about you? What do you think of Jellico? I thought it was just the whole thing was the issue of putting a, a military officer on a exploratory science vessel that's why there was all this budding heads mm-hmm. like he's used to probably being on more military ships this is not really a military ship exactly mm-hmm. a lot of yeah, the guys he, are like engineers tell- and stuff and scientists and all this other junk but what were you gonna say Andy? well he tells jordy to do something and jordy's like oh we'll lose power to like the science lab and the astronomy yeah. lab and the other stuff, other stuff. The guy's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't care about science right now. We might be going into a war zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's just how I took it. And I was like, yeah, he's, he, he, he could be a little dickish sometimes, but like, that's how I took his character was this, this guy's used to do military stuff. And these people aren't really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then so. he gets Picard back. He totally like, he stops the invasion of, of menace menace Corva. What's the name of the place? That's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like he actually thwarts the Cardassians. Like he was right. I, I love it anyway, I, though. I mean, unless you guys want to talk more about the B plot and Jellico. I did like the, to me, the culmination of it was, I guess, other than the ending and him being right, was like at, at some point, like Riker just finally goes off on him mm-hmm. and then he's like, you're relieved. And then he Riker's like, fine, he fucks off, goes to his room, and he just reads books, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> which, by the way, I love that about, like, Star Trek and, uh, and the Federation. Like, any other today military or whatever military in general, like, if you disobey a fucking officer, you're going to the brig or something like that. This is just like, go to your room, Riker, you're done. And, like, Riker just goes to the room, puts his robe on, and reads a book. <laughs> but he has to go to him because he's trying to find some guy to do like this shuttle run mm-hmm. and Jordy just tells him like, I can do it, but man, really you want Riker to do it. He's the best. He's like, all right. So he goes there and he's like, all right, let's drop all this rank shit. I think you're terrible. You're a shitty first officer. And you're arrogant and all this crap. And then he goes, well, since we're dropping rank, I think you're an asshole and you're a terrible captain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's, It's funny. Cause it kind of pisses him off. And then he's just like, well, and he's like, look, I'm not going to, if you order me, I won't do it, but ask me. And he's like, will you pilot? Yes. And he has a shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes to leave, and Riker says, 
You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. Um, one more thing about like the the mines that they put. What did they place that on ships? Like, yeah, because they're magnetic. So when they put them into the the vacuum of space, I guess they they are they gravitate toward the large metallic Cardassian ships. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that's what I got out of it. Because I was like. He's like, oh, I'm going to, that's a baby one, you know. <laughs> we have a bigger one that we, we can uh, explode. And, like, the Cardassian's like, oh, oh, no more. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right, you'll get your captain. <laughs> well, actually, that wasn't the main thing. Like, They just didn't want him to invade. He says, take your take your invasion fleet and go away. Mm-hmm. But you were about to say something, uh, going back to the A-plot, I guess, Picard. I mean, I guess, oh, I uh, like I said, I really like talking about the B-plot, the Jellico. I, uh, again, I guess you could argue which one's the A-plot, which one's the B-plot. But it feels like the plot that everyone remembers from this, the one that was probably in all the commercials for this episode, is uh, Picard is captured. And the guy is doing you know, all the tricks in the book of like, oh, uh, we'll reward you. You'll get to do all this stuff. Give me the plans. Okay, I'm going to torture you. Give me the plans. Okay, I'm going to try to trick you i'm gonna tell you the enterprise is is on fire and adrift i'm gonna um like mentally break it after a while he's like i don't i don't care about the plans and he does the scheme with the four lights and i can't remember where i heard this but i had heard that someone took that from an actual uh um mental break torture tactic somewhere like that that it was literally like a four or five something in the room Mm-hmm. So I guess they just stole it and put it straight into Star Trek. But maybe I'm making that up. But I swear I heard that somewhere. I was trying to find it again, but I wasn't able to. But it, this it's a little hard to talk about without seeing the episode because it really is all the acting between Patrick Stewart and whoever the other guy is. The doctor know. guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. <laughs> really? That's who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Like as soon as I heard, he has a very distinct voice. He, he does. Like I recognized his voice, but I didn't like. I wasn't immediately like, "Oh, he's from blank." Underneath and, all that Cardassian makeup, I could also tell it was him. And cool. also, he was in Star Trek: The Undiscovery. Um, he was Chancellor Gorkin. That's right. Yeah, that's where I knew him. Yeah, he's Chancellor Gorkin in the Undiscovered Country. You're right. Mm-hmm. Huh. So there's a, there's a lot of weird overlap between. Uh, Star Trek Six and Next Generation, because uh, Worf is kind of in it too, but it's like Worf's grandfather. And there's there's another there's another crossover I can't remember, but anyway, um, I really love the dialogue between uh, Gull, uh, what was it Gold Madrid or something like that? Something. Uh, him and Picard, because Picard. Even though he's getting tortured and everything, like he was, he's listening to everything he says. And Gull does this uh, thing where he talks about himself. And like, you know, when he was a kid and everything, and like he talks about his daughter, where his daughter's like, you know, she's so, uh, I don't know how she gets in me, like, uh, just brings my guard down and he's like i hate that or something like he wants power and he 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 thinks that you know she has some type of power coming over him and all that stuff and picard picks up on that and like near the end uh we're just like you're just a weak little boy uh that you know wants power 
and wants you know him to say five lights pretty much a lie to him and pretty much try to break down Picard and I really love that because there's a point where you know the two Cardassians come in and go what the fuck are you doing he's supposed to be cleaned up and getting ready to go on the Enterprise why are you still he, fucking- was, he was it was a last ditch I want this victory over Picard yeah that's all he went in there to get him to say the five lights thing so that he could feel like he won yeah yeah. And then like Picard like sees it and he you know he does that he like looks at the Cardassians and then he looks at Gaul and he goes There are four lights and then he like stumbles out of the fucking room. The line is delivered <laughs> weird. It yeah. is that last one. I don't know why it always sticks with me, because up until that point, uh he's he's like acting his ass off. He's doing a real good job of like pretending to be in pain. And pretending to be suffering and all this other stuff. And then just the way he delivers that part is so weird to me. I Here's my opinion on that. Because when he goes talk to Troy and he says, I almost believed that there was five lights. I think that was him struggling with the fact that there's actually four lights. But he almost switched to saying there is five lights. Yeah. And he wasn't just going to say it to make the suffering stop. Like he he was tricking himself into believing there was a fifth light. Mm hmm. And that's, I guess that's the point of that, that torture, or if you could call it that, whatever it is, that psychological warfare or whatever is, is tricking someone into believing something that isn't true. And maybe that's a way of breaking them or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't also, work for the CIA. I don't know this shit. The, the also, like, <laughs> when, when he comes into the room, he's like, are you thirsty? I thought you would be. And he just, like, drinks in front of him. I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> and then he gives him his, like fucking to me i don't know if it was like rotted egg or something was that actual food i think that's how it's supposed to look because that's what i thought at first is all he gave him like a rotten egg and then picard eats it anyway and then he says oh most people's stomachs turn when they see a live whatever the thing was called Mm -hmm. so i think that's just what it actually looks like i think cardassians are just gross Uh, Zach, what about you? What do you think of the whole interaction uh, torture thing? And like, did you like the part where I would not like it, but did, it, it, it oh was... yes, I loved it. I loved it. I, I <laughs> did loved you get this... off all that sh- sh- Schadenfreude or however it's pronounced? <laughs> Schadenfreude. Yes, uh, I'm a big fan of that, and I like the Cardassian guy. He reminds me of me a lot. No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> but no. Like... Well, he, uh, he rips off his clothes and says, I, uh, I'm i not calling you Picard anymore. I'm calling you human. Human. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, that was pretty interesting stuff to watch play out. It was it was pretty. Uh, it drew me in. Anytime those scenes got on, I was like, I was like paying pretty close attention to what was going on. And uh, it, like a lot of the stuff you went over, I noticed like where he was picking up on some of the stuff he was saying and trying to. I guess I'd call it reverse psychology on him a little bit. And it was kind of working on him. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he was breaking him down a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was, it, it was a cool episode. I didn't, uh, two parter. Uh, I get, I guess after all this, uh, like I, I enjoyed all these episodes. Like I'm pretty much invested in watching the rest of the show now. So oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. We turned him. Well, that was, you, uh, that's that's the be- that's the absolute best conclusion that we could have had. 
Well, you didn't turn me. I just, I just never gave it a shot. Was all. We put, I know it. I know it. But you. still, like, it, it's still, it's, it's the best news I've heard in a long time. Like, that's great because the show's really good. Yeah. Um, Andy, what else? What else you want to bring up about Chain of Command? Um, man, we, I mean, we we hit we hit all the major beats. A lot of this, uh, a lot of what makes this episode gr- so great is the minutia of what's going on. Like I said, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart's acting his ass off. Yeah. Um, I, I we could get into some of the nitty gritty, but honestly, I mean this this episode's reputation kind of stands for itself. If you're a fan of Star Trek at all, and you've never seen this episode. What the hell are you doing? Go watch it. It's great. <laughs> um, one thing I want to bring up uh, is. I like the part where they do the ceremony and like Riker's like, they don't do the ceremony if it's temporary. Um, And then they also, the whole training thing to me, I felt like this, they were set up for failure for for a while because they're like, didn't their last update was like two years ago or something like that. Well, Jellicoe even says like, I don't think you're coming back. Like I, I, I'm going to hope you are, but, this is this doesn't seem like it's going to work out very well for you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that I think that covers everything. Um, <laughs> the admiral is like quickly in and out. She's like, uh, "You're you're being relieved, okay?" <laughs> it was like it had that shock factor. Like if you watched this back in the '90s or something, and like that this bitch just came into his office and was like, "You're relieved." Like, oh she's God. she's a recurring character though, isn't she? Admiral Nechev. Yeah, she's in a bunch of episodes. I think mm-hmm. that that was literally like the opening sting though. It was just like the the first minute of the episode or whatever before it's the intro. He's like, "Bah, hey, Admiral," and she's like, "Oh, you're relieved of your command." Yeah, and then he's just like, "What?" And then it's like space. Like right after that. <laughs> Did you guys chuckle like when they got into like the the area in the cave, uh, the Cardassian cave, and like Picard is like, "It's a trap." And I was like, "Did you guys chuckle a little bit?" I'm like, "Huh." Star Wars said that it's a trap. Now Star Trek says it. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it occurred to me. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't think that was a meme yet. True. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I I totally recommend. This is probably one of my favorite next generation episodes uh chain of command so i really dig it so i'm guessing we all recommend it right oh yeah yeah all right so our fans have chosen two episodes so we got season five episode 13 the masterpiece society never saw that episode i can't recall it and season three episode 20 tin man this is a uh gotta be a data episode it's a troy episode really okay yeah. with a name like that okay there's a uh I, I remember seeing this episode it has something to do with a, a guy who's like has this powers and shit and feels like the tin man it has like a wizard of oz feeling to it a little bit all right um so yeah those are our two episodes remember to watch it come back and then we'll talk about it and then next week we'll talk about which spoopy movies we're gonna see because we're going into october so it's going to be horror month. Uh, I'm thinking we call it like trick or treat or something like we choose <laughs> a trick or Don't treat. Don't give it away. Okay. You got you to gotta hold that. You got to hold on to that. Keep it close. Fist yeah. or fear. <laughs> a fighting horror movie. Jason X. Neither uh. except the fear or you get punched. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Um, I don't think we have any news. Um, no fuck news. Fuck news. There's yeah. no news. It's just bullshit. Play it's just old, speculation and bullshit. Play old games. Everybody buy old games and just do that. Yes. Don't buy a new console to play old games. <laughs> Don't buy this new console bullshit they're tricking you into doing right now. Indeed. Their only pitch is literally, hey, it's just going to play everything better that you already own. <laughs> that's that's pretty much what they're relying on right now. Oh, came out in the last year, we're going to re-release them, but now the draw distance is a little bit further. <laughs> Frame rate is a little more buttery. Yeah. You want to buy Grand Theft Auto Five again? We got you back. Fuck you. them. I hate that. I hate Skyrim getting released all the time. Speaking of remakes, Andy, did you get Tony Hawk yet? No. I want it. I want to get it. I really want it, but it's just I already have so many games, and God damn it, I can't be that irresponsible. But still, <laughs> I, I want to pick up Star Wars, and I, I already pre-ordered Mario 3D All-Stars. That's a done deal, but there's other stuff coming out I'm going to buy too, so I don't know what I'm going to do. All right. All right, all right, all right. I think we'll end it here since we have no news to talk about. Remember to watch the Star Trek episodes that I just said before. Um, if you want to catch more of... Actually, we do have an announcement. Since Andy has finished Death Stranding, this Thursday we'll be recording a Big Trouble and Little Podcast Plus episode of Death Stranding. Unless unless you're canceling that now, <laughs> Andy. Huh? Did you still want to do that episode where we talk about Dutch Stranding, or did you want to? Yeah, leave? I told you, I got two pages of notes now. You, you bitches, better come loaded for bear. Okay, I'll be, I'll be ready. I'll bring my, uh, my BB or whatever the fuck they're called now. Bridge uh, baby. That, 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 that I'm gonna have an unfair advantage because I just finished it and I, I remember everyone's names in the war. <laughs> the night after I finished it, I just had to think about that game, so I put on the soundtrack and just drank. And just thought, <laughs> you know what? I kind of want. You know what? I'll sa- I'll save it for Thursday. I'll save it for Thursday. Okay. Because uh, okay. there's one scene where I'm just like, this is amazing. Um, but I'll I'll, I'll keep that for that. It's uh, the scene where he poops, and there's an ad for an AMC show. That's my favorite part. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's what we'll end it, guys. Remember, if you want to catch all our podcasts, we have. You know, obviously, Big Trouble Little Podcast. We have Accelerated Gamer. We have uh, the Nemesis Project. We have some Get Some Color. Woo! Uh, and if you want to catch all of that, you can go on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, and Red Circle. If you type in Nerd Review Network, all our podcasts will be on there. Uh, just I, it's, I've been streaming here and there. Uh, I streamed Alan Wake the other uh, weekend. I know Andy's been streaming a little Death Stranding. Did you did you stream the ending of Death Stranding on Twitch? No, no. Whenever it comes to that kind of stuff, I kind of I don't want to have to worry about what I'm doing and the pacing of stuff whenever I'm experiencing the end of a game, especially the end of Death Stranding, because they like trap you in the credits for a while, and it's like, oh, I'm playing, but I'm not. I don't want to stream that. I don't want to subject people to that shit. <laughs> By the way, I, I don't give a fuck what people think when I stream it, because Alan Wake, I fucked up so many times. I was like, I don't care if I'm not a pro player. Oh, it's fine. I've been streaming uh, Warrior Lane 4, and I suck at that game. <laughs> so if you want to see me like fail the same level three times in a row and get hopping mad, come drop on by twitch.tv slash the cliche mustache. 
And Zach, any idea of you streaming or is that a still a no go? Uh, it's still touch and go right now for me. Okay. Uh, and if you want to catch me, I'm on twitch.tv slash joedub35. Um, probably going to be doing... I, I streamed a little bit of Beyond Good and Evil, but it's trash because it's such an old game and how they like do the resolution. The, the frames are like 25 frames. Uh, and it's really, uh, really annoying. But anyway, I think we'll end it here. Nice little short episode, a little under an hour. Until next time, everybody. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.